Hello and welcome to Just Market 365. My name is Shay and today is April 16th, 2019. What a way to end the week, huh? We had a pretty good GDP number, the gross domestic product number for the US come out at 3.2%. Expected was somewhere around 2.25, 2.3%. So the number was much better than expected. Um, and this number was reported by the Bureau of Economic Analysis. Now, there's a lot to be go uh, going through here. We're, we will go through it with a, with a fine-tooth comb. We will peel the onion back a little bit and really talk about in detail on where the difference was and what that means and is it real or, or is it sustainable and, uh, and are we borrowing from future growth, right? So we're going to talk all about that and then we'll also talk about where, where we're at with earnings uh, so far for, for the first quarter and uh, and how are they coming in? How's the revenue coming in? So those two areas is where we're gonna really spend most of our time today. And um, because those are the fundamentals that we need to talk about. We've all already talked about a lot, a lot of the technicals that are showing in overbought market, but it's definitely time to talk about fundamentals here. And we have a lot of data to go through and let's so get to it. All right, so let's go to the GDP number first, right? So let's, what is GDP? GDP is the gross domestic product. It is a broad measurement of the economic activity, right? So today we're talking about the U.S. GDP, right? The U.S. gross domestic product. It's basically the monetary value of all finished goods and services that are offered or produced in the country as a whole. And the formula for GDP is C plus G plus I plus NX equals GDP. The C is consumption plus government spending plus business investment plus net exports. Again, there are four components of GDP, consumption, government spending, investment, and net exports. First, let's talk about consumption. Consumption, also known as personal consumption expenditures, PCE, is basically all the goods and services offered in the economy. Remember, this is 70% of our economy. So when you go buy something at Walmart or Macy's or Nordstrom's or buy a car or buy a house, this is all consumption, right? This is what we're measuring, when, it, and that's 70% of our economy. The next component is government spending, and this is exactly what you're thinking. This is what the government spends, not only the federal government, it's federal, state, and local governments. So now, this usually contributes to about, you know, 15, 18, 20% of the, of the size of the ent entire uh, GDP, right? So it's a large portion of our GDP is government spending. So if, if government spending is increasing, you know, you know, that means that if the expenditures are, are higher, that's a positive contribution to uh, GDP. If it's lower, then it's take away, it, then it's taking away from GDP. Now, the next component we're going to talk about is investment, also known as gross private investment. Now, this component is really broken up in two aspects, right? There, there's fixed investment, and then there is a ch change in inventory. Now, fixed investment is when a company goes out and buys uh, equipment, property, office building, things like that. And change in inventory is a little different, right? So change in inventory is, is measures what the business investment was at that point in time, right? So inventory in this case. So, for example, if you 
are a manufacturing firm and you produce a hundred, a thousand widgets, right? And in that quarter, you sell 900, right? And because you sold them and somebody else consumed them, that number is going to be captured in the consumption data, right? But you produce a thousand and you sold 900. So you have a hundred left over. Now, where is a hundred going to go? So this is where that hundred is captured. So this way, all inventory sold and unsold is captured because that is a true value, true monetary value of, uh, of the economic output here, right? So both consumed and, and the, and the portion that is not consumed. So the hundred widgets that, that were left over, the 900 that were consumed from the 1,000 that were manufactured, that 100 is counted in this business investment component. So that's why people like us who really go through these numbers, we look at all these components and see really what kind of activity is there and what is going on in business investment and where is where are businesses spending their money. Now, the last component is NX, the net export number. Now, this number is quite important, especially for this report and in general, right? So if the number is positive, that means we exported more goods than we imported. So if we, let, let's go back to the, the widget example, right? If we have globally, we produced 400 widgets and you know, and let's say China produced, you know, 600 widgets, right? And we imported 300, but we exported 400, right? So that means we had a net export of 100. So we took in 300 from China, we exported 400 out of this country. So we had a net, net export of 100. So that would be a positive uh, contribution to GDP on this net, net export part right now and, and this is dependent on, on dollar values just you know just take those units and just just think about it it's a dollar per unit right in, in that way now if we have the opposite where china produced you know Im imported or exported to us uh 400 and we only export 300 now this net and next number the net export number is going to be negative it's going to be taking away from economic growth so that's how we offset what we have consumed here in the U.S. and if we have a net import versus export, it takes away from GDP. If we would, if we have a positive export where we have exported more than we imported, that's a positive contribution to GDP. If we import more, it's negative. If we export more, it's positive to G, uh, to this calculation. Now that we have a basic understanding on how GDP is calculated, let's talk about this quarter's number and where there was a positive contribution and where it was a negative contribution, right? Where, where it took away from um, economic. All right, so Bureau of Economic Analysis reported that in the first quarter, US GDP grew at 3.2%. This is the real GDP, net inflation, right? We won't go through the net number. Just, just think about it as net inflation. That's a real growth rate, right? So this number is the highest in the first quarter it's been in a few years, maybe 2015, 2014, something like that, right? So pretty good number. Now, the top line number looks great, but the story doesn't end there. There is a lot to it. So let's go to the, go to the format that we talked about, right? So let's talk about the consumption, the government spending, the business investment, and then the net exports. So consumption added 
3.8% of that 3.2%. Then you had government spending that added 0.41%, so 0.41%, and business investment added 0.92, and then net exports added 1%, 1%, and that should get you 3.2%. So where we have the, the, the biggest contributor to GDP is net exports and private investment. Now, if you break down the private investment, the business investment, inventory gave you 0.7 contribution, 0.7. And consumption, which is 70% of our economy, only gave you 0.8. That is a horrible number. That is a horrible number. That is not a good sign. Then the, That means in the first quarter, the consumer was not spending. And let's go back to what we talked about, right? Remember those thousand widgets, right? If you did not buy enough widgets or you, you did not consume enough widgets, that number then would go to the inventory. And that's what happened. Businesses had over inventory because the consumers were not buying, right? Those extra hundred widgets now added in that business investment, in that inventory, in that change in inventory. And that's what's causing this number to look a lot higher because businesses manufactured or produced more than the actual demand was there, right? So that is not a good sign for the economy. You know, we should have had a much higher consumption number. The the expenditure number should have been much higher than point eight, and it wasn't. And that's what's really, really worrying me about this economy. That's not a good sign. And then now the next number, the net export number, right? Remember we talked about it. It was one percent. Now. This number is never this high. It's usually negative. Remember, U.S. is a next importer of goods and services, especially goods, right? We import more than we uh, export, right? So this number was posit positive in the first quarter, right? So we so we consume less, so hence why we have less imports, right? Because the, remember, our, our consumption was 0.8, right? A contribution to GDP. So we, we consume less, but we export more. So that means our con consumption was very low, that made this net export number look a lot higher than it should have been. This number is usually negative, usually takes away from GDP. And anytime you have a positive number in a given quarter for net, for net exports, the following quarter, this number is deeply negative if, if consumption rebounds, right? If consumption rebounds next quarter for Q2, this number could be deeply negative. It could, it could be negative. 3% or 2%. So it would take a lot away from GDP. So I'm just setting it up here, right? If the consumer rebounds, this number, our GDP number could look a lot worse in Q2 because that means that uh, the consumer took up inventory. So there's less inventory. So th th that will depress the number again. And then if we c consume more, we imported more, we had more demand uh, for imports at that point, then that that net export number will, will also take away from our GDP calculation, right? So those two components that are highly volatile from quarter of quarter can have a huge contribution next quarter, or I'm sorry, they, they will detract significantly from GDP growth. So those are the two things that should worry you next, so, you know, in the next quarter. So if you take away net exports and 
make it zero and you take away inventories and net at zero, the economy grew at one and a half percent, one and a half percent in the first quarter. So that's the real growth rate that I would say that um, that we grew in the first quarter. That's much weaker than expected, much weaker. So that is your real growth rate in real terms. Now, you may say, Shay, you're being very bearish about your opinion on the growth rate and on all these things. I'm telling you what I see and what we have been talking about the past few weeks as we have seen different economic indicators. None of those indicators that we have seen from auto sales and housing and other leading indicators that show us that the economy grew at 3.2%. None of them show this. None of them show this, right? And what it does show is that the economy had a major slowdown in the first quarter, right? And the one and a half number makes a lot more sense than the 3.2% based on those numbers. So we're not just looking at, or I'm not being biased in any way. I'm never am. I'm always looking at the real, the reality of the situation. And the reality is that the economy grew really at a one and a half, 1.8%, if I'm, or maybe 2%, if, if I'm being generous, right? And that's where the economy grew in the first quarter, which is not a good sign. That's a significant slowdown in consumption. Consumption, consumption, consumption. That's the most important component of GDP and government spending. And the, you know, you know, GDP has, you know, government spending has been pretty stable. Consumption has been very volatile, and that is not a good sign. 0.8% is not a good number for us to print in the first quarter, regardless on which quarter it is. Now, first quarter is always weak, but that is still a really weak number, even for the first quarter. Now let's get into the earnings report card so far for the S&P 500. Remember, we're talking about the earnings for the S&P 500. Now, 46% of the of the companies in the S&P 500 have reported earnings and 77% have beat earnings estimates. 56% have beat their sales estimates, which is good, which is very, very good. Um, earnings are declining so far for the first quarter, negative 2.3%. So they're declining 2.3%. Remember, before the earnings season started, we were estimating they were going to decline 3.9%. So they came in better than expected. And of course, who's leading the decline is the energy sector and the tech sector that's leading the decline in earnings. Now, on re on the revenue side, revenue is coming in at, at a growth of 5.1% versus 5% that was estimate. So it's coming in better than expected. And healthcare and the utility sector are leading the way on revenue growth. So what does this mean? It means that the earnings globally have grown. Companies, I'm sorry, uh, revenue has grown. That means that the economy is growing. It grew in the first quarter, is as expected. And um, that's a good sign for us because remember, sales revenue, it's really hard to manipulate that number, right? So that is your real, real scorecard on how a company is doing. Earnings can always be manipulated. And we've talked about this in the past many times. That's why you're seeing revenue number coming in as expected as, as analysts thought it would, but earnings are coming in better than expected is because companies still cut costs or do a one-time item that gives them more net income to pump up their earnings per share. There's many, many ways, accounting methods that they can use in order to, you know, plump up those earnings, if you will. So 
that's really what what, what the, the scorecard is so far. Now, this is with, again, 46% of the, the company's reporting earnings. Now, we have another 164 um, that are, are going to be reporting next week. So that's a big number. So we're going to have a much better idea on what uh, what um, the overall picture looks like as far as earnings is concerned. Right now, the way the guidances are going and how analysts are estimating, um, analysts are estimating that they expect earnings to decline next quarter as well. Maybe not as as bad as you know 2.3 or 3.9% at a flatter rate, but I'm not going to give you a number right now. But that's where they're the the thing is so far. Now, this data is not compiled by me. This is compiled by Factset, and I want, and I want to give them credit because they do a great job of it. But uh, but I use it because they they are a very reliable service. So, anyway, so talking about all this, this is a, you know this is showing that earnings are coming in better than expected, revenue is coming in as expected. Good news. That means the economy is growing globally and in the U.S. So let's hope this continues. So what did we learn today? We learned that the GDP number that came out today, Friday, April 26th, was not a real number. The real rate of growth in the first quarter was probably between 1.5 and 2%. That's probably the best case scenario. And what we also learned is that re revenues for S&P 500 companies, for large companies, is coming as expected. But we are in an earnings recession where um, earnings are declining and they're expected to decline this quarter and maybe a slightly next quarter, right? This is what happens when you have a huge tax cut and you have these plumps of earnings because, you know, because it overinflates earnings because of the tax cut, right? So that's really what's going on right now. Now, now estimates that are getting readjusted, things are happening. So let's see what happens in the second half of this year. But that's what the case is so far. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. If you did, please rate us and, and subscribe. Please rate us five stars if you have enjoyed it. And um, until tomorrow or until next time, actually, take care. Please remember this podcast is for information purposes only and presenters will make every effort to provide accurate information, but assumes no responsibility for accuracy. You should not construe any such information or other materials as legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there cannot be any assurance that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy or products, or non-investment related content made reference to directly or indirectly in this podcast will be profitable, equal any corresponding indicated historical performance levels, be suitable for your portfolio or individual situation, or prove successful. Due to various factors, including changing market conditions or applicable laws, the content may not, no longer be reflective of current opinions or positions. Moreover, you should not assume that any discussion or information contained in this podcast serves as a receipt or as a substitute for personal investment advice from your advisor. To extent you should have any questions regarding the applicability of any specific issues discussed, you are encouraged to consult with your professional advisor of your choosing.